What's up, everyone? My name is Barrett Stover. I want to welcome you to a whole lot of BS podcast presented by Revolution Sports Performance. Today, uh, really pumped for the guest, Jesse Winker, outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds. He is going to talk about his process and mentality, uh, especially through practicing in the offseason, and we go into a little bit into uh, in-season mindset as well. He hits in the facility that I work at, Turn 2 Sport and Performance in Orlando, Florida. And uh, just watching him hit this offseason and, and talking to him, really, really cool to see how he goes about uh, his practice and his work and, and just the mindset that he has. Something I certainly didn't understand when I was playing, so I thought it could help a lot of people, especially uh, high school and college baseball players and maybe some guys who just broke into the minors. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy as much as I did. So I'm here today with Jesse Winker. Jesse is starting his second year uh, going into spring training, potentially breaking with the big league team this year, right? Looking good? Yeah. And then I uh, spent three months in the big leagues, right? Yep. So this is your first offseason kind of coming out of the big league experience? Yep. So why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself and, and tell us about your uh, journey from high school to the big leagues, and then we'll talk a little bit about your process and how you go about practicing. So I was born in Buffalo, New York. Um, moved to Orlando when I was seven, pretty much played baseball, you know, since the day I could remember, um, two older brothers and I just tried to follow in their footsteps, really. Um, both of them played baseball and I always tried to just compete with them. So I, that's where it all started. And then, you know, had a, an unbelievable mom and dad that sacrificed pretty much everything for me to, you know, pursue my baseball career, especially at a young age. Um, Went to Olympia High School in Orlando, Florida. Got drafted out of there and um, been with the you know Cincinnati Reds ever since. You know, working my way up through the minor leagues and as you said, broke in this past year into the big leagues and um, got my first taste at the big league level and um, really, really enjoyed it. Learned a lot and uh, looking to incorporate everything this year. So, what was the biggest difference in this off season? Mindset, practice habits, those sort of things, as compared to the last few off seasons. Um, just I think what I took everything I learned in the majors, and I kind of um, took it into my work this off season. You know, I uh, I got to be around some some all stars, and I got to see how they worked, and um, you know, being a baseball player and being very goal driven. Um, you know, me setting my own goals that I want to achieve. I, you know, to be on that level, I feel like I kind of have to get, you know, where they're at, especially with their work. And um, so I just try to, you know, take everything, like I said, that I that I saw and that I learned, and just just bring it into this off season. So I guess the biggest difference is, um, you know, you, that two three months I got to spend in the big leagues was being around that environment and seeing how those guys, you know, handle the day in and day out of, you know, being a true professional and just the day in and day out work that they put in. And, you know, I took note of that and I was like, okay, this is what I want to be. If I want to be, um, you know, a potential all-star, I got to, I got to start working like it. So I've heard some people say before that they have learned more time in a short span of the major leagues than they did their whole life playing baseball. Is that true? I, I, yeah, I think that's, I've been saying something along those lines. Um, when people have asked me, um, and I think that's how it should be. Um, you know, you're at the top level and it's, uh, I learn something every day. And I think, you know, I plan on playing this game for, you know, as long as I can for a long time, hopefully. And, um, I plan on learning every day. 
So one thing that I've recently become kind of obsessed with is watching high-level athletes such as yourself really across any sport and how they go about their day-to-day -day business, how they practice, their thought process during the game, in practice, those sort of things, and how different it is from, I consider myself a hard worker, but just the mindset is, it's just next level. So, you know, watching you work this offseason, hitting the cage, work with Dempsey, who's a left-handed pitcher and your left-hand hitter, so left-on-left, um, and work on some of your weaknesses and see me foul balls off and be pumped by it. So just talk about, a little bit about your mindset going into the practice now and, and your process and why you would be excited about mishitting a, miss a ball or, or not really maybe putting your best swing, but, but why some, some failures pump you up. Um, wow. Um, so, yeah, so let's take it back to the beginning of that where, you know, Dempsey's a left-handed BP thrower, and I really wanted to um, – hit off left I made like a key that I want to hit left like if I was to hit off somebody especially in the cage I want to hit off a lefty all off season you know I got to hit off him you know quite a few times and um you know I think as a hitter we get so um especially well when I was younger I got so um result driven you know I was super result driven which is the natural thing to do sure it's in, especially in the game of baseball to where it would like it got to the point where, just like everybody else, if I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing result-wise, you know, which is getting hits, you know, hitting doubles, I would I would be frustrated or mad. And, you know, I, there'd be games where I was actually putting really good swings on balls but not getting the result I needed. And, you know, I learned early on in the minor leagues, like, that's not a, that's not a good way to be. But this, you know, over the past couple of years, I really started to begin to understand why that's not a good way to be. Um, you know, you're talking about 600 at-bats, you know, if you play every day. And um, you can't get result-driven. You know, I can't. Um, I learned to grow out of that and just to kind of, you know, fall in love with or just, you know, find the passion for making a correct swing or what I thought is correct. So, you know, not abandoning that swing. So you talk about, like, something against uh, Brian Dempsey, like, when he was throwing at me, it would be something with, like, two strikes. Mm -hmm. And I'd have him, you know, try to throw it really, really hard and um, – you know, sometimes he'd miss up and in, and as a left on as a left on left, you know, as in that you know scenario, you know, sometimes it would cause me to bail out. But I really wanted to make a point of me staying in there and not moving, and that would result in me, you know, either following a pitch off or just battling in there and um, either taking it. So I, w I would be happy about that because I wasn't abandoning what I was trying to do. So that's what would really um, really excite me because especially you know. Those lefties, man, they're they can they can get you. You know, they have some craft and they have some. Obviously, they have skills, and so I just wanted to make a point where I had him throw soft some days. I had him throw hard. I tried to have him throw, you know, as whatever he had, you know, and his, you know, whatever kind of pitch he could throw, just so I could see stuff, you know, just to be creative with it and have some fun with it. But at the same time, I kind of take it serious because I wanted to make it a point to get better at that. So. And I think that brings up a great point, and there's an underlying theme there where you're working on your weakness. So, yes, you're going to fail a little bit more, but you had a, a, a smaller goal of staying in in this particular instance, not bailing out. Right. Uh, so, to talk a little bit more, if you will, expand upon how you go about training your weaknesses across your game, and, and when that started for you. I um I don't know if I look at left-handed pitching as a weakness. Um, I don't think it's a weakness of mine. I, I've actually, you know, hit lefties well throughout my career, but it's just something I wanted to um, to key in on because I don't ever want to 
I don't ever want that to be um, a reason for me not to play, like a right. nasty lefties yeah. pitching, you know, let's give him a day off. You know, I never want that to be a reason, you know, because as a player, you want to play every day, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of, and to start, you have to, you have to earn that right. But um, I never want that to be a reason, like you know, somebody like whoever the nastiest lefty is that year, we'll say Kershaw. Um, I never want that to be a reason why I don't play, you know, because um, you never know what can happen that day. And um, so I wanted to work on that that approach that game plan against lefties as much as I can because you know it's just you know with Dempsey being with you guys being right down the street from where I live it's just like I would have been dumb not to come get extra work in off lefties you know because I like to do it throughout the year so just kind of jump starting my hitting with you know some some good lefty BP was I think just beneficial to me so when you when you train now though would you say that you've kind of tried to step it up as far as hitting goes uh, and make it more and more difficult on yourself as the years progress? Yeah, I think um, it's a good thing to challenge yourself, you know, with hitting because I, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't see how there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, I, I can challenge myself in a lot of different ways, you know, hitting in the cage or hitting on the field. I just think, you know, I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, I I like the challenge because it's good work. You know, it's um, I think you kind of rise. It pulls, you know, better – it pulls the better hitter out of you. It pulls the better baseball player out of you when you challenge yourself. You know, every – I don't think um, everything should be easy um, in that sense, you know. So it's not it's not a big deal if you uh, you know if you get jammed or you, you you make a incorrect you know what you feel is like an incorrect swing. Um, you know, you kind of just get right back at it and you and you fix it. You know, and part of it, the cool part about it is like getting to fix it too and knowing what you have to do to fix it. And I think as a baseball player, especially as a young kid, you know, it's. Um, coming up through the minor league system, I really didn't know what, you know, I what was incorrect or what was correct or if I was going bad, what I need to do to fix it. And I think once I figured that out, I kind of took off because, um, you know, it kind of gets you back, gets you back even. And you know, as a baseball player, hitting has always kind of been the thing I le- I really enjoy doing most. So another thing I really keyed in on this off season was like base running and defense, and you know, taking a lot of pride in that and working just as equally as hard as that because now I'm starting to see why there's a lot of value. Well, I've always known why there's a lot of value in guys that can run the bases and play defense and play them well. But now it's just another thing that I want to take a lot of pride in. It's just another one of those things that, you know, my goal is to be a complete baseball player. And to be a complete baseball player, you have to be able to do everything. So so you'd say your attention to detail and all, all facets of the game is really kind of taking another step? Absolutely. I think that's exactly, you know, um, in all aspects, you know, there's, there's obviously I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm, you know, nowhere near perfect. I don't think, uh, I think that's kind of impossible to be perfect, but, um, it's, uh, just the attention to detail and, you know, I think just by doing that, it's going to, it's going to help me in the long run. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, like I said, the things I learned this year and, um, you know, and just applying it as I learn them. So one of my pet peeves, I was, and one of the reasons I'm interested in this, is when kids come in here and they hit off the team, they front toss each other, and that's it. So, you know, really want to, really like what you said about, you know, in, in enjoying practicing and, and getting uncomfortable, right? When you said it's kind of the biggest thing is making yourself uncomfortable, and that's where the growth comes from in the in the game. Yeah, um, I I just like the challenge of it. You know, I I think um, it's one of those things that. You know, I, I've never been 
like even when I was younger, it didn't matter to me if a guy threw too hard or if he threw too slow. I just really wanted to go hit. You know, I mean, every time, every time that I may have complained about batting practice, I wish I didn't because I wish I looked at it how I looked at it now, which is like a sense of like, man, that could be a challenge. You know, whether even if the guy's throwing a lot of balls, like challenge myself to take those pitches that aren't what I want to hit, you know, and it's just, I think as a baseball player, you can pull something out of, even if you're getting what people would say, man, that's, that's, you know, a terrible batting practice, but I think you could pull something out of it. I know it sounds cliche and it might be like a kind of a, an eyewash thing to say, but like, you never even know, like if that's what you got that day, that batting practice, whether it's in the off season or during the year, like that's what you got to, um, it's what you got to work at. You know, it's what you're given. And luckily for me, you know, all the BP throwers we have, they're, they're perfect. Yeah. So I'm very, very thankful for uh, the BP guys I get to hit off of. You know, um, I'm pretty much coming up through everywhere. I've always had some pretty solid BP throwers, so I can't even complain about that. But, uh, you know, but it's just, like I said, it's just everything. You know, challenge yourself in, in defense on in batting practice. You know, go go get fly balls that, you know, um, you're in your mind, you're like, no way I can. See, like, okay, pretty much what I'm trying to say is you never know what ball you can go get until you don't go get it. Does that kind of right. make sense? Yeah, so yeah. like you never know You don't know your limits until you push them, right? Exactly. You yeah. never know like there was balls that I was getting at the end of the year because I I was um I wanted to start pushing myself more in batting practice and there was balls I was getting that I was like, "Whoa, like I'm I'm going to get these balls deep in the gap." Like I would have never have known that unless I went and did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm just that's all I'm trying to say. So um you could talk about hitting all day long with baseball but at the end of the day, it's everything. You know, there's two sides of the ball, and, and everyone wants to talk about hitting, which is great. I love hitting. Um, but there's defense and base running, too, and I, I don't ever want that, you know, to be forgotten because, you know, especially when early stages in my career, you know, high school level, you know, when I was first drafted, I kind of um, I didn't prepare defensively and base running-wise as, as well as I should have for, like, you know, my minor league seasons maybe. So I had to kind of catch up with that, and I and I made it a point this off season to uh, to make sure I worked on that. You know, my footwork stuff, and, you know, and left and right, and then uh, you know, running stuff. Not just you know, I made sure I ran the bases, and then I just did some form stuff as much as I could, and did some sprint work just because I wanted to. I wanted to feel ready, and I always I always like to to run before the season starts anyway. So, so talk a lot about the off season stuff. If you don't mind sharing a little bit about in-season mindset, you touched on it about you know just making sure in the minor leagues you didn't get too up or down and beat yourself up and that sort of thing. But if you can kind of dive in a little bit more about, and you talked about um, you're excited if you had a good swing as opposed to, hey, I got a base hit. So if you can talk a little bit more about in-season adjustments and I guess you know the day-to-day process that goes on when you're pet when you're playing really 180 days in a row right with spring training and right hopefully playoffs next year and all that sort of thing like, right how do you go about that on a day-to-day basis i i think it's i think it's just committing to um you know when I, I i got to talk to some guys when i was in the big leagues and i got to pick their brain and what they said and that's when i really learned this whole you know um this this isn't just like if you if you do everything in your control you know, take your best swing at a pitch that you can hit, whatever swing that is, you know, whatever pitch you feel is that best pitch that you can hit. Everything after that is out of your control, right? So like, um, if I, if I go up to the plate and I 
you know, let's say the guy throws me three fastballs and I, I line out three times to the, like, deep part of center field and, you know, like, <laughs> maybe the guy made three great catches, you know, but, like, it's just part of, like, if I felt like my swing was where I wanted it to be, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, you know, because in the long run, I feel like if you can repeat that, I feel like that, for me, that could provide some success. So um, I just try to key in on stuff like that, and I just try to really make the game a simple, simple game. You know, it's a very complex game. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of moving parts, but at the end of the day, you throw, you run, you catch, and you hit. So I try to keep it literally that simple. And that's um, try to repeat that for about 162 games, and like you said, hopefully the playoffs. And, you know, at the end of the year, I'll see where the chips fall and just continue to put in some good work and continue to learn from the guys. So you were obviously a very talented player in high school, and you worked really hard at it. At what point did you say to yourself, okay, what I'm doing is great, but now I need to do even more? I think once I got to the big leagues, I saw like, okay, this this is what it, it, it took. You know, it took a lot to get here, but... To me, just the goal of being a big leaguer, like, sure, I, I achieved the childhood dream, but, like, I wanted to be more. I, I've always wanted to be more than just a big leaguer. Great. You know, great I want, absolutely. And I think everybody in the big leagues would say that. You know, whether um, I have personal things that I want to achieve that, that are great for me that I keep, you know, that I want to go do, um, it's different for everybody else, right? Like, um, so whatever is great in everyone's mindset, I think that's what they're trying to achieve. And, you know, just, just seeing that. And seeing guys, you know, on my team or around the league that already are great and how they go about their day-to-day work, I'm like, man, like, I, I, I need to rise to the occasion here. I need to step up. And, you know, if you want to be a part of a team that is going to make the playoffs and you want to help a team that is going to, you know, reach the goal of – because at the end of the day, it's all about winning. So if you want to help a team reach the playoffs, you have to do your part. You know, you have to prepare. You have to – you know, when it's when it's time to go to work, it's time to go to work, and that's how I look at it. So if you had some advice to go back and give 15, 16-year-old Jesse, what would it be? Man, uh, appreciate, appreciate, not that I didn't appreciate it, but don't take for granted. Um, no, I never t- really took anything for granted, but just appreciate what my parents did. Mm-hmm. I've always have, but just in the moment, like looking back on it now, right. knowing what Absolutely. we had in that situation, um, you know, knowing that uh, they really did give everything they had for me to go after this. So um, it's one of those things that I uh, I just wish I could have. I, I don't think I can thank them enough. So I wish I could have just go back and thank them more, um, even though I try to thank them every day because what they did was incredible. But um, I would go back and tell 16-year-old Jesse to don't worry about anything. Don't worry about the draft process. Don't worry about anything because um, everything takes care of itself. And, uh, you know, you only get drafted once, right? So, like, it's not like I can go back and and obviously you can't go back in time and do that. But, like, you know, the draft process is such a crazy process. Yeah. Um, it's a roller coaster, right? It, it is a roller coaster. And I remember when I finally got drafted, I was just so happy and I was just so ready to go play. Like, I was like, finally. Like, I get to go play. Um I didn't, I didn't wait. I literally, the, I got drafted and the next week I was, I was off to Arizona and then to Billings, Montana that either following weekend or the week after that to start my, you know, professional career. So, um, so I just go back and tell myself just to, you know, 
keep swinging and not worry about a thing. You know, 16-year-old Jesse, I, I think the biggest worry I had was uh, what I was getting for lunch that day. Right. You know, so um, it, it wasn't really anything at all. So with two older brothers, was it just, I mean, how much did that play in your success, just constantly chasing those two guys? You know, everyone always asks me who my favorite player was growing up. And, you know, I say, obviously I say Derek Jeter like everyone, but like uh, the Bishop Moore Hornets, but especially my oldest brother, Joey, they were the team um, for me growing up. You know, luckily their coach let me go out there and practice with them. Um, and I got to be around those guys as, as, you know, pretty much every day of my life. And um, they had a really, really good team. And, you know, that's your oldest brother. Yeah. So, like, I obviously I try to copy everything he did and he wore the number 23 throughout his you know young baseball career and so did I and then he eventually switched to 13 in high school I, I think but I always stuck with 23 but um you know so it was just one of those things that I always just tried to copy him and I always tried to to be like him and um I got to see him go through some adversity too because he broke his kneecap and, and you know for a lot of people that could end their baseball career you know he could have just hung up his cleats and uh and just said, you know, this was a good ride. But, you know, he battled back from that, went and played D1 baseball at Mercer, and then got drafted out of there. So it's one of those things that, you know, we I don't even need to get into my other brother right now um, because he's inspiration in, his, in its own right. But um, just for, to have that first, um, like, you know, right there, right in front of your face, seeing a guy battle back from what could potentially be a career-ending injury and see all the work he put in, that's just inspiration right there. Funny story. Joe is actually one of my least favorite baseball players of all time because he hit a game-tying home run when I was trying to close a game in college. So I had no idea who he was at the time and didn't even know he was related to Jesse. Um, we actually found that out like two weeks ago. So that's it's a fun, funny story how that's small very, the baseball world very, is. very, funny. No, the baseball world is a very, very small world. And, uh, you know, those Mercer Bears were a really good team too. And it's yeah. cool because I got to go to uh, a lot of those games. I got to see them play a lot. And it was really cool for me. I even got to hit on the field a couple times there. I don't know what that is, you know. I don't know if that's even allowed. Right. You know, but uh, I got to hit with my older brother on the field with him, so it's, it was uh, it was very cool for me. Yeah. Uh, so one piece of hitting advice for a high school kid right now. And that's a loaded, loaded question, but if you – or whether it's mindset or just something to work on. I would tell them to just compete. Because you're playing high school baseball and you're playing for your school and you're either playing against your neighborhood friends or you're playing from kids down the street or kids that you read about on the, all those little websites that kids, I'm sure kids are reading on or kids that are, you know, whatever, but compete because you only get to play for your school one time or well, technically four times, but you know what yeah. I mean? You know, you only get that, that neighborhood, you know, match up so many times. And for me, you know, looking back on it, I always enjoyed that. You know, we had, I went, like I said, I went to Olympia High School and uh, I got to compete against the kids at West Orange and Dr. Phillips. And I always, you know, had a lot of fun playing those games. And that's what it's about. You're playing against the kids in the neighborhood and, you know, you're playing against, like for me, I was, you know, the younger kid playing up at some, at one point, And then I was the older kid playing against kids that were younger. So it was just one of those things that, uh, you know, you're playing against kids that, <laughs> you know, Whatever happens in everyone's life, you know, everyone goes their separate ways. And um, and like I said, I always hung out with my brothers a lot, so I, I pretty much lost contact with everyone I went to high school with anyway. But, you know, we all took a lot of pride in those neighborhood games, and I think it's just a good way to, um, I think, high school sports, is, is the, the cool thing about that is that what, that's what it's about, you know, that neighborhood rivalry. And, um, you know, it's really cool. So I would just tell them to compete and enjoy that competition. 
What about other baseball advice for them? Anything else? Whew. Uh, have fun. You know, uh, have fun playing the game. It's a game, damn it. It's from Bull Durham. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a game. Just enjoy it. Have fun. You know, laugh and, and, and go about it. And, um, and like I said, compete and, and just enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the moment you're playing in, enjoy practice and just enjoy getting better. Just work hard and have fun, play hard and, and just relax. Yeah. One thing I never realized was I have a limited amount of games to play in my life. Right. Like you're going to play more than a lot more people do, but like I played four years in college, but I never really realized until that last season that, Hey, like your time's going to come to an end. Right. And whether you're 40 or 22, it's kind of sucks. Right. I mean, everyone's baseball, no one plays till they're a hundred, right? Yeah. So it's just one of those things, and you know, I kind of learned that lesson too. I was in a, I had, I was in a car accident, and that's when I realized that um, it was actually during a baseball season. It was during my double A season. I was in a car accident, and you know, once the dust settles and you know your adrenaline, you know, kicks off after a couple of days, and you can just like, kind of go like, what the heck just happened? Mm-hmm. And you can sit down and just exhale. I was like, this, in a blink of an eye everything can change you know so don't don't take it for granted and um i learned that in that moment of my life and um since then i haven't forgotten you know i try not to text and drive you know i've i'm not a big drinker um i would never drink and drive um but like i said i don't i'm not really a drinker at all to be honest with you just kind of not what i've always been but um you know i just never uh take that for granted anymore what's the best thing about being a big leaguer and you can't say you get to play baseball every day. Competing and winning. That's it. Okay, what's the worst thing about being a big leaguer? Losing. That's that's I think that's pretty telling about your mindset. I like that. All right, Jesse. Well, I really appreciate you joining me today for and doing this. And um, best of luck this season. And um, I know we'll all be following you and rooting for you. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Yep. So much good content from Jesse there. Just want to thank him again for sitting down and taking the time to uh, lay out his thoughts and, and give us a little insight. Just just to tell you what kind of guy Jesse is, we recorded this uh, 8.30 the night before he went off to spring training. So um, to take the time on, the, on that particular night and do this is a huge favor for me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, just so much to learn there for younger players. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, thank you for listening.